1: Hello and welcome to the Shakti Hour podcast on Ram Dass' Be Here Now Network. I'm your host, Melanie Moser, and today we're continuing the Shakti Sacred Music series, conversations with musicians about sacred music and the feminine voice. My guest is Elizabeth Hart, bassist in the Psychic Ills and Tierra del Fuego, and currently performing as a dancer in Simone Forti's Dance Constructions at MoMA. Today we're listening in to Bolivian singer Luzmila Caprio, who is an advocate for peace and preservation of the indigenous voice. The astrologers tell me that we are just completing a 12-year Jupiter cycle, which coincides with when Elizabeth and I met about that many years ago in the Brooklyn music scene. She and I got together this past week to talk about sacred music, Mother Earth, and having compassion for others and self. Please remember to subscribe to the Shakti Hour on iTunes and leave us a rating and review. Please follow us on Twitter at Shakti Hour. You can also join in at patreon.com slash to get access to the unedited conversations in this series, along with other reflections and offerings. All of the music and more information on both the guests and artists can be found at ShaktiSacredMusic.com and of course you can find all of this information by going to the Shakti Hour page at BeHereNowNetwork.com where you have access to so many wonderful podcast offerings. Thanks so much for listening and please share this series with your friends. Let's listen in now to the piece that we selected by Luzmila called Amasuya, Amalula, Amakela which translates to Do Not Steal, Do Not Lie, Do Not Be Lazy, a folk song telling of the basic Incan laws. I'm so in love with this song. It's just so beautiful and melded with earth energy. It even begins with the sound of wind in the Andes Mountains.
2: (laughs) He is parlaying change, just a kuche. He is
3: As a child, when she would go around with her mom, she learned traditional, um, what is it, Aymara? Aima- yeah. And Kachara? Um, Andy's song? Yeah. the pronunciation. But she would imitate, um, Kachua, sorry, Kachua or Kachua. And um, she would imitate like m- bird melodies, the sounds. So that was like the tone of her voice.
1: Yeah. She grew up in Bolivia. Yes. Wandering about, learning the traditions of her culture.
3: Yeah, the Northern Andes people. And
1: and then she started singing. Did we know when she started singing or why she started singing?
3: Well, I just... I've read that she sang with her mom. She learned, you know, traditional indigenous songs and then she originally sang in Spanish and then she switched to speaking in the native indigenous language of Cachua. Uh-huh.
1: Yeah. Because I read also mm-hmm. I read <laughs> that she <laughs> that she um she did it to preserve the culture,
3: basically. Yes. Yeah. And to show that the indigenous, you know, yeah. subordinate group of people also had a voice and things yeah. to express and say.
1: Yeah. There's no um, effort, it feels like, in her singing. There's no, she's not going like up there to those high registers out no, of any kind of just effort. Like, it's just like she's just joining the birds even, in that. Yeah.
3: Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah. And it instantly puts me puts me in like kind of a joyful state right yeah I don't hit, like I
3: especially want... when you see her sing like right. on video or whatever yeah. with the clothes she's wearing and her smile and just yeah her presence is very yeah. warm yeah and joyful like it's like she's always smiling or you yeah. know radiating light
1: yeah and she just seems to be like a part of the best parts (laughs) of nature like just expressing itself yeah
2: yeah absolutely
3: so the reason I was introduced to her by my husband and she he you know he's South American it was explaining to me that in Bolivian culture it's it's very matriarchal actually Hmm. because um a lot of the men are minors and they're away and so the women are really the pillar of the household and Hmm. They're very, you know, strong mentally, physically, spiritually. Mm. They're really just the grounding factor.
1: Hmm. Huh. Interesting. Mm -hmm. And that's okay. It's Mm -hmm. not like when the minors come home, it shifts. No, it's
3: like they're, yeah, it's matriarchal.
1: It's part of the whole thing. Yeah. And- and I don't. I mean, we have to investigate this more because now I'm just getting turned on to this. Yeah, and but I the, also
3: read that she had 25 albums. So that's a lot of. <laughs> that's a lot of investigating right. to do.
1: 25 albums, and was the like ambassador to France, France yeah. too. Mm-hmm. I mean, she just like laid down a lot of mm-hmm. work. Yeah, which is you know super cool in this in this reflection of 50 years ago, kind of to this moment. That her, that indigenous spirit was, like, being honored and recorded and mm-hmm. shared. And, yeah, I remember, you know, having, like, a sticker for my notebook that was, like, you know, protect Gaia, protect Mother Earth. And it almost feels like that language of spirituality and connection with Earth is so not on the table.
3: I know. And, like, you know, yeah, in the 90s when we were talking about Earth Day, it was, like, A huge thing. It was like, I guess, kind of the beginning of people recognizing, hey, we're, you know, not taking care of our home. Right. And (laughs) now it's just gone completely out of control. Yeah. Yeah. And with people even, you know, denying that there's a problem.
1: Right. Which... Like you can't really deny like her voice is something you can't deny like the purity of that expression and whatever there's like the band that comes in <laughs> halfway through that song with the whatever that is just like a drum and like and the, maybe that thingy we were looking at the yeah. charango or whatever the armadillo the armadillo instrument Doodad. <laughs> Let's see if I can see what it's called
3: twelve it's string charango instrument. Yeah. What's it called? Charango. Charango,
1: I mean, Andean string Chirango. instrument of the lute family. Um, yeah. I mean, there's just like, there's nothing um, confusing about it. It's kind of that pure psychedelic thing where it's not, you know, <laughs> where it's not the confused, drugged out part of it. No, it's just the it's, blissed out. Yeah.
3: Yeah, it's just yeah, pure. Yeah. Um, she speaking of Pierre, um, <laughs> she wrote a lot of children's songs hmm. that were that were learned in yeah. schools. Yeah, huh. Um,
1: so, is it something that you think is like even applicable to like America, American culture,
3: like or like you mean like. Native American, or like,
2: well, that's the question. Cult. Do you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> can it even apply?
3: Like, can you even
1: do, can we even learn from that? Like, sitting here in New York City?
3: I guess, I mean, I think you can learn in just the, ba- the basic thing of the earth and where we live. Yeah. In <laughs> nature. And yeah. Yeah, the birds and the trees and stuff—that is relatable. Yeah, certainly.
1: But so- but sonically, you know, the the um, the prime minister of um, New Zealand now, that woman Jacin- Jacinda Arden, mm-hmm. she kind of has a similar. <laughs> and her, she's just like going through the system. She's like, "No, I'm I'm pregnant. Now I'm having a baby. Now I'm we're gonna we're no longer doing this." Thing. no more plastic no more oil no it's just like going through very clearly there's no um anger or something attached yeah. to it there's no like it's just like oh no 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 we're just gonna do it this way and um i'm just i don't know if we can
3: we need more of that everywhere <laughs> we kind of do yeah <laughs>
1: but it's not there's not a, it's not like it's in opposition there's nothing that she's in like opposition to In that singing of that song, even though, and she's gently telling you, don't, (laughs) don't lie. What is it? The three things? Sorry. Don't lie. Uh, Yeah. Don't lie.
3: Don't steal.
1: Don't steal.
3: And um, there was one more.
1: Oh, don't be lazy.
3: Don't be lazy.
1: (laughs) That's pretty deep. You wouldn't. You wouldn't think that the don't be lazy was, was at the end of that. I know. <laughs> <laughs> you would think, you know, maybe it would be don't kill or the guru of, of my guru and the guru of my teacher Ramdas. his, the tenants that the love everyone and tell the truth mm-hmm. and remember God and serve people basically, just kind of. Encapsulated parallel. in those three. Yeah. <laughs> parallel, in and parallel, for sure. <laughs> yeah. So, what else about that music do you think is spiritual or sacred?
3: Well, in that particular piece, The Wind.
1: <laughs> yeah, totally.
3: There's like um Something about, you know, obviously I haven't listened to all of her music quite a lot to get through but um there's something the sound of it sounds kind of like it's traveling you know it's like a on a mission or kind of a journey it's just something that it sounds that way just sonically somehow Mm. i can't really describe it it's just like
1: Mm. and that's sacred or spiritual
3: Well, I guess that in combination to the traveling and the time and then the message that she's giving in each song, like little reminders Mm. of like how to be Mm. or how one should be Mm. or for their own Mm. happiness, probably in their own kind of, it's kind of like, you know, she's gently um, giving these messages of love and, without hammering it in right and yeah. to me that is s- sacred and spiritual you know mm. always speaking about love and ki- being kind and
2: mm.
3: that
1: mm. yeah and that those gentle reminders like like held in like an earth vibe in the, in the mm-hmm. nature vibe yeah is is um is just such a natural expression of of that sacred energy, I'm sure that there's plenty of of indigenous music that is um specifically for ceremony or um, sacred or religious moments mm-hmm. but <laughs> I feel like if you're embedded in the earth traditions, that everything is going to have a a piece of that, no matter what.
3: And it's like, and it's also with the nature, you know, it's something that's around you always. You hear, you know, just sitting here, and I've seen like 10 birds fly by, even though we're just sitting here in the city, you know, or how going last week we were in california and joshua tree and just how like each different environment in nature can just like you know take your breath away sometimes or mm. you know you notice things and feel things that are like up there <laughs> like out mm. there and mm. somewhere it always it always you know, when you pay attention to nature, where you live, and the things surrounding you, it always kind of makes every little material thing or every other thing you worry about go away. You're like, wait, but this is life, and this is, hmm. you know. Hmm.
1: Um, can you say more about that, that makes it go away? Like, what it, where does it go?
3: I mean, hopefully, it just leaves your mind <laughs> for a moment. <laughs> yeah. Like your worry, you just kind of, it just takes, it puts a perspective on like, yeah. what you should be focusing on, or really is it that important to worry about this? Yeah. You know, the other thing, when, you know, this is right here showing you something else. Yeah. I feel like.
1: Yeah. It's a reflection of another part of your being Mm -hmm. as opposed to your mind's like agenda, to-do list, ambition, identity, Mm -hmm. plan. It like draws out that reflection for you. So, but also I think that I could be sitting here having a conversation with another person who would not notice birds. (laughs) <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Who would not be able to, it, one wouldn't notice them flying by, and also maybe wouldn't be able to take in both of those things, like having a conversation and noticing that at the same time. And I'm wondering what what that is, really. Because I had this um, talk. Do you know Terry Tempest Williams? Have you ever read her? No. <gasps> She's um, this amazing nature writer and activist. She's written a bunch of books. She's from uh, Utah and loves the Southwest, you know. And um, we had a talk a year ago, a little over a year ago, and just we're trying to kind of talk about why why do some people not have that experience, you know. Why are some of these people, our brothers and sisters, trying to, you know, don't see the that beauty don't ha, don't get that reflection like and then want to develop or mine or whatever this landscape
3: I think it's some desensitize somehow or yeah just it's life and activity and things are moving so fast and hmm. it's just like the cliche or whatever you know stop and smell the flowers or right. whatever you know it's like if you don't pay attention or stop you know it
2: yeah
1: right so it's another time it's like another time thing yeah like you get desensitized to it over time
2: mhm
3: cuz definitely like when you're born or as a child right well first of all you're on the ground <laughs> you're not even <laughs> right, right. First and foremost. Right. First and yeah. foremost? Yeah. You're on the ground connection yeah. that way. Mm-hmm. Those are the things, or at least for me, you know, growing up, I was outside all the time. That was like what you did as a kid then. Yeah. I don't mm-hmm. know what they do now, but. Right. Yeah.
1: And you grew up in Texas. Mm-hmm. And so... Did you ever go to
3: Big Bend? hmm
1: I've never been there. We
3: went on our eighth grade school trip to Big Bend. Oh, you did? hmm It seems fabulous. It's amazing. Yeah. I'd like to return Yeah, as an adult. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And do you think that that landscape, like, informed you as an artist? Like, do you think that that, like, being on the ground, <laughs> literally, there... As you were growing up, like shaped how you wanted to express yourself
3: as a adult. I don't know. I never thought about that, <laughs> yeah,
1: but oh, so. you know from traveling like in touring that
3: it's different wherever
1: you like you can have an amazing show and an amazing experience like in a completely random city. yeah. In the U.S., though the energy is just, like, dying for what yeah. you're offering and pulls it out of you.
3: Absolutely.
1: It, I mean, is there something about being in a different place that makes you create differently? I guess that's my question.
3: Yeah. It must be. <laughs> yeah. Right? It must be. Yeah. Um, We went to... Um, Yvonne, my husband, and I, after we got married, we went to Texas for two months, hmm. and we were staying in the country, and we just had the opportunity to stay somewhere, so we sublet our place here for two months, and then um, just be in, like, kind of the middle of nowhere. I mean, 15 minutes, then you're in, like, <laughs> a shopping center, but basically, you know, wildflowers all around, hills, lakes, hmm. and... You know, we pretty much, we've been making a record, I'm almost finished with it. But, yeah, that was the whole purpose, to be there, to write that. It was to write the record, work on music, be in nature. It was so nice to just have that focus. Like, just wake up, have your coffee, go on a long, like, wildflower walk. It mm-hmm. <laughs> would change every day. I was like remembering them from my childhood when we had to do a wildflower project. And I was like, oh, I think that's a buttercup and that's an Indian paintbrush. And, hmm. and I was like, now I've got to know. And so I ordered a book on the <laughs> Texas wildflowers because they would change. Started with the blue bonnets, yeah, And then after two weeks, they're gone and new ones come in and yeah. the whole spring because this was April to June. Oh, they nice. changed. Yeah. It was like a rotation. And I had never noticed that before
1: right because this is to your point of that time like having that time and the sensitivity mm-hmm. to have that reflection mm-hmm. you you wouldn't have i mean when's the last time you had two months to be <laughs> in <the> place, to <laughs> yeah. Do, yeah to do yeah. that besides being a child yeah right and even then your time isn't yours so you have to only do that when you're allowed that's so cool i'm so happy that you did that yeah, you great. know, and I feel like that's that's kind of an intuitive musician thing. Like, it's like the music itself wants to be imbued with that, even if you're. Yeah. And I think it seems it might seem crazy to people, but because you're in a stu- where what does it matter? You're in like a studio with four walls and no windows, and <laughs> or you're in this place anyway. So what would it matter if you go, go to another landscape and go to another earth energy?
3: Well, that's the thing. Right. It is a different energy. And whether you recognize it or not, it is. And it's surrounding you. Right. And it's also when you're not literally recording the record or whatever, it's what you wake up to. It's what you see before you go right. to bed. Yeah. You know, so- seeing the stars or something. Getting to see stars yeah. is completely different than yeah. it's overwhelming, just in a dark it? sky.
1: It's overwhelming at first. I remember a few years ago um, when I was like starting to leave the city, <laughs> I had a place upstate and like, I remember like the first month of going up there, I was like overwhelmed by how many, I was like, are there, is that really <laughs> how many stars there are? Like, that's a lot of stars. You know? there's even a lot more <laughs> and there's even a lot more than the ones I could see in my little zone. And I was totally, it totally freaked me out because I, I mean, I used to be such an earth person and hiking in, in the West. It's much more integrated in the West.
3: Oh yeah. I hiked every single day when I was in LA.
1: It's yeah. amazing. And so I wonder if like that, listening to that kind of music, if that was like piped into like Starbucks, if that would like versus, you know, whatever, if that would be like the soundtrack. something that would wake up that part of people where they would, you know, beyond like, you know, people develop a spiritual practice in order to try and do that. Right. Yes. You know, <laughs> whatever that is but but a lot of people aren't going to seek out
3: I think a lot of times people don't know what they're missing. They can't like put mm. a finger the finger on like what is making them mm. stressed or, or or you know they they don't know what's like you know what it is that mm. could maybe help them or guide them or you know they don't realize that something like that is missing from their life. Right.
1: And so then they kind of double down on what they think on like Doritos and... Yeah. What the sh- and Fox News or yeah. something like...
3: Yeah.
1: You know, just do the more informa-
3: of that. The obvious information that's like pumped into yeah the environment 24-7.
1: Yeah, that's really like a compassionate viewpoint that people don't know that there's something missing, but they have some idea of what that is. Mm -hmm. And do you think that's why like people go to see art and music to find that for themselves? Yeah. Yeah.
3: I mean, it's the reason I do.
1: Right. (laughs) (laughs) Is there some way that you find that without that?
3: Yeah, because I think you find it, just as we were talking, like going somewhere isolated in nature, I think mm. you find that.
1: Yeah. And do you have, is there something that you use yourself to keep that awareness alive in you?
3: Yeah, I have my own Practices, dancing, Mm -hmm. yoga, meditating. But really, really, I will say, because I I think, you know, some of those things are not with yoga or dancing, but meditation I do find to be very hard to do. I find personally I have a hard time um, turning off the brain, you know. But times when I've noticed that I can is just changing the environment. Like, for Mm. example, being in Joshua Tree two weeks ago Mm. or just going somewhere where my surroundings are so big and so, like, Mm. overwhelmingly beautiful and, like, Mm. magical, like, you know, just another world... I find that those places, going to those places, are what can really take me somewhere else. Hmm. Also music. You yeah. Know, different kinds of music.
1: Yeah, listening to it, mm-hmm. playing Just it.
3: listening to it. Yeah. <laughs> you can't just, like, go out in the desert somewhere <laughs> or go to the ocean or something. Just, like, certain... Lots of different kinds of music, actually, I feel like can do that.
1: Right. Because that, that's that whole thing of it being contained, the place being contained in it. So you kind of get the transmission of yes. the ocean or the mountain or the city or, you know, or whatever through, through that sound.
3: Yeah, it helps you, like, visualize it somehow, involuntarily even, you know, just, like, listening to this you know, you get a feeling yeah. the location or yeah, you get what the you space. imagine it might be. Totally You know. Which totally is, which yeah. is actually something I've been working on. Um, a series of dances in different environments mm. and where that literally that landscape is what is what sort of choreographs the movement. Mm.
1: Can you tell me what that's like? Like, what is it like to work with a landscape <laughs> well, as, the like, fir- a choreographer?
3: <laughs> the first one that I – I've done three so far, but I there's a whole series that I would like to do. The um, first one I did in Austin because um, we were staying at my brother's house out there in the country, and there was a um, kind of a river creek thing. It was from where a dam was, and so it was really rocky terrain. There was a river running through and then a rock wall to the right of it. Mm. So it was just this beautiful thing. But the terrain was very, um, there were a lot of like craters in it. Mm. So you couldn't tell. But I, so I kind of had to work around these holes mm. in the ground <laughs> to not mm. twist my ankle or whatever. But the, the, the landscape was very vertical. So it I wanted the dance to be from this film. So I wanted it to have a real, you know, horizontal, like it goes out and comes back. So Mm. sorry, it's linear. Right. But it's on one line down and one line back. But in order to kind of like really see that, it had to be really fast. Or else it looked too like languid and slow. Like to really kind of see there had to be a lot of fast movement. Mm. So it was a challenge in terms of, moving really fast and then also, you know, traversing the landscape without.
1: Without breaking your ankle because of the craters. See, and that's like, that's the Pachamama like right there because it's like you're in collaboration. The earth is choreographing your movement as opposed to steamroll, deforest, cover in cement so that my movement can be. movement can be easier for me yeah and it's it's
3: and that and it's site specific because the dance that Mm. i did is not something that that you could then do in a studio or something
1: right yeah that's so cool see so so when you share that with me like that just telling me that story of your engagement (laughs) with the that place and that earth and you know trying to share your creative vision with that place and then with the rest of us, that feels like a spiritual practice to me. I mean, there's no, there's no space in that for you to get hung up on yourself.
2: Yeah.
1: Like, especially with the fact that like not yourself, meaning like that there's anything wrong with you mean the self, like your mind, you know, because especially because you're, have to be in your body you have to be in the moment and you have to be in communion with the earth Mm -hmm. otherwise you're not going to be able to do it right so that's part of you know another reason why i wanted to do this series was to bring in conversations with you know my people that i've known and worked with and you know, I like, I went down this really long George Harrison detour in spirituality, like over the last, whatever, seven years. And, um, and so I'm just like, you know, knowing musicians, knowing creative people, it's almost a given that they're in communion with something greater. Like if you're in music, you have to communicate without Words you communicate through space and time, right? You mm-hmm. communicate in a different language that is transmitted through you, right? And dance as well. Mm-hmm. But then on top of that, I also know that all of these people are engaging different actual practices and engaging in intelligence, like a spiritual intelligence and in wanting to evolve that part of themselves as well. And so, so <laughs> this may be like way too ambitious, but so like beyond the creative process, like you know
3: Luz Mila. Luz
1: Mila. She um, you know, she just did that all at once, right? Like even that recording with the the track of wind at the beginning wasn't I'm sure intent- like it was an intentional it was intentional. It's like this is what's leading this piece, right? Yeah. And then it comes off as this effortless crazy insane bird song thing. <laughs> this isn't like done in like two minutes. But there's so much embedded in that. But behind that is her own investment and engagement with the truth. Right?
3: Yeah, and wanting to spread that. Like,
1: And wanting to spread that,
3: yeah. To other people.
1: Yeah. So would you say that there's uh, an intention behind would you say that there's an intention behind these pieces that you're creating?
3: For me, it's it's more like just a challenge for myself, kind of like yeah. with different natural environments. Yeah. Like the the net. The second one I did was in California, in Carmel, like on the coast. It was mm. on all these rocks, mm. and again presenting different challenges because of the landscape and climbing and different kind of things but then that one became that one was when it kind of the ideas kind of evolved more because we had um and Yvonne my husband was helping me because he's like you've got to be telling more of a story though because I would be like Creating something he's like but but i need to know like exactly what what are you trying to mm. <laughs> express here well the day before we had gone to the monterey aquarium mm. and i'm just fascinated by the jellyfish i've mm. been to that aquarium many times and that's my favorite part of it yeah the way they move is just
0: it's incredible bananas,
3: yeah. and their colors and everything and so we were discussing and then you know then my motivation was really to like dance like the jellyfish that I saw and kind of have like, um, that one was, you know, the the birth, life and death of a jellyfish, heavy metal jellyfish actually. And so then it was like creating that movement was really trying to move like a jellyfish, which is a completely different body in water I'm not in water so it's like to try to you know those kind of challenges I mean it's more just personal things that I'm trying to like
1: yeah but it's not really I mean it is but you know I'm sure Luz Mila could say the same thing yeah but you know who else is talk about wanting to step into the <laughs> the shoes of another and try and understand, like there, there's so much communicated in that action of wanting to embody another being's experience and share that with others, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. For yourself. I mean, that's, yeah. I mean, honestly, I don't know. I can't, I can't imagine that, um, that, it would be for anyone else. <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? Like ultimately, you, you know, this the singing came out of her, right? Right. But the, and then the, then the intention, sh- you know, could grow and expand to help others and create children's songs and, mm-hmm. you know, over the course of 25 albums. But initially, it's the personal, you know, impetus to express and like commune with something other than yourself. Yeah. Which I think is is different than like um, than, than meditation per se, right? Yeah. Because okay. it's a, there's a different kind of engagement. Do you have an idea of what's different about that? Since you're not really big on the meditation, but you, you crave it on a certain level? I want level. to be. Right? Yeah. <laughs> it's like Why do you want to something be?
3: Something that I find so hard because I, I just feel like it will help me,
1: <laughs> yeah, and help you how?
3: <laughs> uh, I get too much in my head. Yeah, and I, I worry about unnecessary things, mm. and I, I kind of I have a hard time quieting my mind sometimes. I see. I'll, I'll get on a loop on something, and right, you know, I feel like it's a tool that could possibly help me.
1: So we've played improvised music together. Yeah. So
3: we've pet hair. <laughs> pet hair.
1: we'll have a link to that people but um but that you know so that's a different plane of communication where all that stuff is really set aside you know it's not i'm not thinking i'm playing beyond setting up a rehearsal yeah (laughs) i'm not thinking i'm playing music with elizabeth
3: no then you just
1: then you're just going
3: then you just go
1: i just think that it's um cool that you were willing to have this chat with me and just like begin to explore these ideas. And um, for someone that's such a multi-talented, like working artist, I think um, it's useful for people to hear your point of view and, and to know kind of that or where you're sourcing that reflection from, you know, I think that that's um, helpful to know that that consideration is going into what you're making and how you're
3: living. Thank you.
1: Yeah. (laughs) So if, um, if, uh, is there anything coming up? Is there anything you want to tell us about this happening?
3: I'm going to Europe on Tuesday. Oh yeah. Um, with ills. with ills on a little tour, um, I'm current, and I'm currently performing at MoMA. Oh, you are! In, um yeah, it's, there's an exhibition there right now in the Judson Dance Theater, and um, one of uh, Simone Forti is a choreographer oh, cool. at time, and they are showing. Um, she has. This work called Dance Constructions. There's nine. And um, so I'm in a cast of twenty people that are performing five of the dance constructions throughout this exhibition.
1: And when does that run from?
3: It's it opened September 15th and it's until February.
1: Cool. I gotta come and check it out.
3: Yeah, whenever you wanna go.
1: Well, thank you so much.
3: Thank you. This is so nice.
2: Take house and keep